0: Welcome to the hang em up sports report podcast where you get your weekly sports updates news facts opinions and more If you're listening on spotify hit the follow button or if you're listening on apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button leave a rate and review Make sure you go check out the twitter page and drop a follow on there At Hang 'Em up srp Now enough of all that let's get into what you really want to hear What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Knicks, and we're going to be starting a dialogue. And that dialogue is going to be surrounded by the statement, Are the New York Knicks officially back? It's been literal years since we've seen the Knicks play exciting basketball, and yet we find ourselves in a situation where we can see Some great things starting to materialize within this organization. It's got Knicks fans excited. I'm excited. I'm going to tell you the exact reasons why we're excited. And I'm going to tell you why the Knicks are going nowhere but up in the next few years. Let's get into it. Alright, let's get things going. Let's talk some Knicks. I don't care if you want to deny it. You can deny it all you want. You can tell me whatever you want, but you won't be able to change my mind on the fact that the New York Knicks are playing some of the best and most exciting basketball that we've seen from them in years. And it's such an exciting time for this organization. They've provided entertainment this season so far with 13 wins, right? They were 11 and 29 at the beginning of last season. They're 13 and 15 right now. That's a huge turnaround. Huge. So deny it all you want. The Knicks are playing phenomenally. You control all you want. I don't care. They're the current seven seed in this Eastern Conference, this lackluster Eastern Conference, and they're going to be competing for a back-end playoff spot this season. And if they don't get it, then that's perfectly fine. Knicks fans shouldn't be too pressed about if they make the playoffs this year. It would be very nice to see, but we shouldn't be too pressed about it. Because this record of 13 and 15 doesn't show everything that's going on with this organization. We could very well be 15 and 13 or even 16 and 12 and have a winning record. We lost some heartbreaking games due to some questionable rotation, kind of substitutions, or however you want to call it. I didn't really necessarily agree with some of the things Tom Thibodeau did in some of the games that we lost, but that's besides the point. He's got this team playing phenomenally. The defense, phenomenal. Huge turnaround. He's known as a defensive-minded basketball coach and that's what they're doing. They're playing great defense. I don't, I don't even want to sit here and blather on and on because I can, but let me say it right now and you all should say it with me too. Rose Lee, learn what that is. If you don't know what that is, That's what we're calling the combination duo that is Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly. The duo that comes off of the bench with the second unit and provides the spark that this team needs and keeps us in games. We could talk about the starting rotation all you want. Julius Randle, all-star. RJ having a really good season. I want to see some more consistency from RJ, but he's having a really good season. Talk about the starting rotation all you want. This second team is the glue of this team right now. And that's how they're playing. Distributing the ball well. Derrick Rose, if you haven't listened to my last episode, go back to my last episode. Fast forward to the second half of it. I broke down the Derrick Rose trade. It wasn't even a week ago. Derrick Rose has played just three games since being traded to us this season. Like I said, not even a week. And the difference with him versus without him has been absolutely insane. The offensive rhythm of that second unit with quickly, OB, Burks, and now I guess it's Taj Gibson now that Mitch Robinson got hurt. For those of y'all who don't know, huge blow to the team. Starting center Mitch Robinson fractured his hand. Nerlens Noel got promoted to the uh, starting center. Those two guys are both top five in blocks. But Nerlens Noel just doesn't provide the same presence that Mitch Robinson does. So he's out four to six weeks. Huge blow. But I have confidence in Nerlens Noel. All right. We got that out of the way. It's unfortunate. Something like that was bound to happen to this Knicks team. And it happened. I'm not surprised. But the second unit. I can't stop talking about them. I'm so excited. The second unit. Derrick Rose has been playing phenomenal. His veteran presence is already showing. He's a leader out there on both sides of the ball. And quickly, Emmanuel Quickly, rookie 21-year-old Emmanuel Quickly, is going to learn a lot from Rose during his time here. And hopefully, it it translates into Quickly's development into the starting potential starting franchise point guard that every Knicks fan is hoping for out of Emmanuel Quickly, This Derrick Rose trade was a win-win trade for both teams, the Pistons and the Knicks, like I said in last episode, but it's looking like an even bigger win for the Knicks right now. And it goes beyond what Rose brings on the court. It's the leadership that he brings to this team with his veteran presence and the intangibles too. Huge. Bottom line, the offense is just flowing better with the second unit. They're playing unselfish basketball, keeping us in games and playing with energy. Obi Toppin, since Derrick Rose has you know been traded here, has been playing way more confidently than what we've seen from him to start the season, which is awesome to see. And everyone's just having fun. It looks like the Knicks are actually having fun now. It's fantastic. I can't wait till Mitch comes back. Like I said, huge blow. Julius Randle's playing all-star caliber uh, caliber basketball right now. It's going to be absolutely... I know he's going to get robbed of an all-star spot on this freaking all-star squad team. I know he's going to get robbed of it. I can just see it coming. And I'm going to be heated when it happens. But he deserves to be an all-star. Julius Randle is an all-star. And he should be on that all-star squad. Just get that out of the way. No discussions. Don't try to argue. It is what it is. And that's what it is. I'm interested to see, interested to see how Tom uh, Thibodeau changes the minutes distribution with Robinson out now. Like I said, Nerlens Noel got promoted. There's a lot of opportunity for the Knicks to go small ball. I want to see Obi Toppin playing more. He hasn't really had a defined role on this team thus far. But look for that to change. Maybe go small ball and get Obi Toppin some more minutes. Like I said, the Knicks are outperforming everyone's expectations thus far. I'm interested to see if we make the playoffs or not. But like I said, it goes beyond making the playoffs just this year. The Knicks have something cooking up right now. It's going to need to come into fruition in about three to four years' time, maybe five, give or take. We'll see. But as it currently stands, the key players that the Knicks front office has been able to draft on this squad and is looking to build around are as follows. Mitch Robinson, 22 years old. Obi Toppin, 22, about to turn 23 years old. Still young. Emmanuel Quickly, 21 years old, R.J. Barrett, 20 years old. We have Kevin Knox. He's 21 years old. I like Kevin Knox. I think his shooting capability, if he gets consistent minutes, could be fantastic and a huge plus. But from what the Knicks are showing us right now, especially reducing his minutes these past like week and a half, I'm starting to think that he's going to get traded. I want to see what's going to happen with him, but I think he's going to get traded. Um, Julius Randle's 26 years old. I don't know where the Knicks go with him. They could build around him if they wanted to give him another contract. I think his his is ending next year. Um, He's playing phenomenal basketball though, so I don't know what kind of money he's going to want. I don't know if the Knicks are going to want to pay him that money. They could afford to if they wanted to, but... I don't know, That's I, I still have to take a stance on that. I still have to take a stance on that. Um, but if he keeps on playing the way he's playing right now, it's gonna be really hard to make an argument to not give him that next contract. But listen, that's a future Knicks problem. Let's focus right now on the current draft assets that the Knicks have going forward. It's ridiculous. And a lot of this is due to the Porzingis trade that happened with the Mavericks. And I think that was a total steal and a genius move by the Knicks to trade Porzingis, especially to a Mavs team that's not really reaping the benefits of that trade right now. They're doing, they turned it on in the last week or so, but they started the season off really poorly. Back to the Knicks. They have 10 picks In the next three drafts, five of those 10, half of them, 50% if you can't do math, are first round picks. Two first round picks in the 2021 draft, one that came from the Porzingis trade, plus a second from Detroit, second round pick. In the 2022 draft, it's the standard, the Knicks kept their own first and second round pick, only two picks in that draft. The 2023 draft, two picks. The Knicks have their own first round pick. And then they also got the Mavericks' first round again in the same Porzingis trade, plus three second round picks. That's 10 draft picks in three years. Plenty of opportunity to either build, use all those picks, and build around the young guys to construct a solidified playoff roster, the guys that I just mentioned, Mitch, OB, RJ, quickly, or flip some of those assets for a potential star to pair with this young team. However they want to go about it, the Knicks are going to be a playoff team. And I'm not talking 7-8 back-end playoff team. I'm talking about 3 4 five seed playoff team very soon. And if you don't believe me, you don't have to, but I'm telling you this right now, the way the team is being constructed and the assets, the draft capabilities, plus the cap space that the Knicks currently possess, unless and, and barring any catastrophic, dumb decisions that the Knicks front office could very well put off, pull off, I'm not saying it won't happen, but that would have to be, you'd have to seriously fumble the bag Like, seriously fumble the bag if you don't take advantage of what the Knicks have right now, both on the current roster, cap space-wise, and draft pick-wise coming up. And don't get me wrong, Leon Rose has done a lot of great things so far to move this franchise in the direction that we all wanted to go, but there's still a lot of work to be done. The ball has only just started rolling in that regard. But I figured I'd take this episode to educate some people about what's going on with this organization right now. I'm getting pretty sick of the Knicks being, you know, ridiculed throughout the NBA community by the casual fans. You know, they like to spew these Knicks memes, um, talk about this and this and that. But the Knicks are outperforming everybody's expectations right now. And it's amazing to see. And they have, just as I broke down, they have everything at their disposal to make this team even better and to make them, I don't want to say a championship contending team because you have all the super teams out there. Go listen on my take about the super teams. It was the very first episode on this podcast. I hate it. So I won't say contenders, but definitely put them in a position to make a a deep playoff run at the minimum. That's all I have for this episode. Like I said, if you're not paying attention to the Knicks, you better be paying attention. Look out for them. Until next time, everyone, I'm out.